Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. If you are new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy the first SLP Coffee Talk episode. And if you're joining me again for another one, welcome back. You guys are awesome. I love being able to share tips and tricks for SLPs working with older speech students. And hey, we can all use the more help and the jolt of inspiration to be the best SLPs we can be. So this week, we're going to be talking all about how to plan for your speech sessions in minutes. Yes, I said that minutes, not hours, not weeks, minutes. If you're listening to this episode, you're definitely intrigued by the title. Yes, I can say for a fact that I plan my sessions in minutes and sometimes seconds. And no, it wasn't always like this. But over the years, I learned tips and tricks and had tons of resources and avenues to get materials and activities quickly. Gotta love technology, especially since like the COVID days when even more technology came about. And I'm still using them even in in person therapy, which and this stuff did not exist in my early SLP years. So, hey, when I was in grad school, not to age myself, but there was no Pinterest. There was no TPT. There was no blogs. It was like commercially available products that cost a lot of money and took up a lot of space, hint, hint, wink, 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 that are not appropriate really for older speech students and things that were like just for reading teachers and ESL teachers and not for speech. So you can imagine why I started a Speech Time Fund, right? Okay. Anyway, for the last seven years, I've also been taking grad students. I love helping them prepare for their sessions. And it's also helped me generate a framework on what I like to consider when I plan my sessions, right? So sometimes like teaching others helps you 
realize yourself what you're doing, right? When we're teaching our students, we have to think about like, why, how do I do main idea? So just like that, when I had to teach my grad students on how to plan for a session, it made me really think about, hmm, what am I doing that I'm not even realizing I'm doing? What do I like to think about? What is my overall activity? Do I have a theme? Do I have a book? Am I using a game? If you've been following or listening to me for a while, you know that no matter what the goal or how many goals I have, I like to plan my lessons around a theme or a concept to help make planning easier, okay? I have 65 students on my caseload. I can't plan a unique session for every single group. I also have tons of mixed groups. So I can't plan for each individual student. It's gonna take hours, okay? We have to work smarter and not harder. Plus, students don't even realize that they're working on different things. That is why this has helped me use the same lesson with as many groups as possible. This is why I have thematic packs in each month of SLP Elevate. I like to give members each month materials based around a theme to make planning easier. This way they can just print and go, hey, whatever students in their group, they can work on the same story and just do follow-up activities based on the goals that they have of the students in the group. This way it's just print and go based on their needs, but the whole group is working on that same theme and even that same text. Whether you're using SLP Elevate or a wordless picture book or a Pixar short, no matter what you are using, just think about, okay, I'm using this activity. I got that. I know what goals I need to address. Okay, so we know the activity. Now we know the goals. Now, I don't like to work on the end goal all year. If we repeat that same thing and work on the same thing over and over again and expect different results, We won't be successful and we're going to frustrate our students. That's like an Albert Einstein quote. Like if you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, it's insanity. Okay. Our students are going to get frustrated. We're going to be bored. We're going to run out of ideas, one, of what to do. But also, if they're not making progress, is that what we should be working on? Right. Our goals have objectives to help us meet our overall goal. Okay. Some states actually require you to actually document these in an IEP, like here's your annual goal and here are the objectives below it. In New York, we only have document on an IEP the objectives for life skills or preschoolers. But even that said, even smaller milestones required even to hit those objectives. Okay, I went to a conference early on in my career that gave the analogy of teaching potty training. If that was your end goal by May, June, that the student would be fully potty trained. Think about all the milestones required. Understanding wet and dry, requesting to go, knowing how to rip the toilet paper, knowing how to pull down their pants, they might have to do the zipper and button. Then again, if we have the washing of the hands and the sequence of steps to do that, there's so many aspects more than just potty training. So we were working on just potty training as the end goal. We're going to frustrate our students if there are things below that that they're still struggling with. Okay. So Let's think about it now in our terms. If we're working on main idea, our students need to attend to the passage. They need to recall significant details. They need to understand key story elements and what's relevant and irrelevant. They need to be able to verbally express the main idea in a sentence and understand the different various question types that ask the same thing. That's a lot, right? Those are like what I named six things. Your end goal might be expressing the main idea of a story for a paragraph story. Maybe they can't even do it of a paragraph yet. And, and then you need to take that step back. So you have to think about where are they at and all the different things that are required to be able to get there. So hence why it's an annual goal and why I also write only a few goals per student. If you're writing 10 goals because they have struggling in so many different things and you couldn't decide on that, and you know you're going to be working on the, like all of them anyway with other students. Well, there's also 10 different objectives below that. You're going to overwhelm yourself 
And you're never going to give your students enough time to make progress because you're going to be jumping from goal to goal to goal. And there's not going to be enough consistency. We only see them an hour, maybe a week. Okay. So now that you understand my rationale of only a few goals and why I'm not working on the end goal of inferencing, I'm thinking about or main idea, not party training, of all the different things that are required to get there and what they might struggle with. So now we have our activity. We have our goal. We have our objectives. Now, how are we introducing that lesson? We can't just jump in and expect our students to be successful, right? They've been exposed to main idea in the classroom. They've been exposed to summarizing. Teachers might have even taught it. They might have been showing an anchor chart. They might have even been given a graphic organizer. It's not sticking. They're still struggling. We need to show them why it is relevant and how this can be fun and exciting. We also want to get a quick win from them, right? This could take seconds. But I like to have a game plan, and this is something that I don't necessarily now need to think about. But in the beginning, what I like to tell grad students, and also it's something, to, if this is a new format for you of a session and a way of thinking about lesson planning, it shouldn't take 10 minutes of your session to introduce. It should take minutes as they're walking in the door. Well, not in the well, when they're walking in the door, I like to build rapport. But once they're all sitting down, all right, let's get started. I like to just hey, we're going to be working on main idea today. Or we're going to be talking about how, whatever, let's say we're doing main idea. We're going to be working on, has your teacher ever asked you, hey, what is this story all about? Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever struggled to learn how to answer it? I'm going to show you today a simple way on how to do that. You're going to say, who is it about and what did they do? You're going to listen for just those two things. This way you don't have to listen for a lot of, lot of details. We're going to listen for those two things and we're going to write it down so we don't forget it. And then at the end, I'm going to ask you that question and you're going to say it. The story was about, who was it about, and what did they do? And you're going to give them that framework, right? Something simple like that. Or if you're working on inferencing, we're going to look for the IC, the facts that you see or hear, think about what you know about it, and we're going to make a smart guess. And model. Don't just show them. Don't just tell them. Show them. Show them your thinking about your thinking, okay? So we have our goal. We have our objective. We have our way we're going to introduce it and teach it to them explicitly. Again, jot down how you're going to teach it. I like to use the term strategy, but it's basically how you're teaching it to them differently. So after you introduce it, just like I modeled again for the inferencing and uh, main idea, again, with that insanity quote, we can't just keep on practicing. Why are they unable to be successful? How can we use their strengths and their weaknesses? What are they grasping to show them, hey, you know this. So we're going to now take this and now do this. Okay, they do need modeling. We need to show them our thinking about their thinking. We need to demonstrate how to use a visual or a graphic organizer. We can't just give it to them and expect them to be successful. That wasn't working in the classroom. We need to show them. I like to do the I do, we do, you do. So if I'm giving them a graphic organizer or visual, watch me do it. Now let's do it together. And now you guys get a turn. Okay. How can we teach them so that they have a strategy to compensate for their weaknesses? Okay, a lot of times, like especially if they have a weak memory, we can't necessarily improve their memory, but we can teach them how to compensate when things are tough. We can teach them if they get distracted, what to do, how to ask for repetition, things like that. We want them to be successful and build confidence. Okay, so you jotted down your theme or activity. You jotted down the goal. You jotted down the objective. You jotted down the way you're going to introduce it and and build their excitement for the activity and show them the relevance. Then you're going to jot down how you're teaching it to them. What are you going to model? Are you using a visual, a sentence strip? What strategy are you employing and teaching it to them explicitly? And then lastly for my sessions, how am I concluding and wrapping it up? I don't like to just end abruptly and be like, all right, guys, get out of here. Time's up. How can you revisit 
the intro and how can they use this in the classroom again? Like, with example, with main idea. So when your teacher says, what's the story about? What are you guys going to do? We're going to say, who is it about? And what did they do? Right? Like, and have every student in the group, like, you say it now. Now you say it now. And get them pumped up. Like, look, we, we practice so much. You got this. You got this, guys. And, and show them how they're going to use it in the classroom. Because, hey, if they can do it in our speech closet and they can't do it when they go back into the classroom, what good is that? Right. We always say that easily with our articulation sounds like you said the R sound with me. But then I heard you on the playground say the wabbit. It's easy to see that. But again, by taking the time to be like, okay, how are you going to use this on the playground? How are you going to use this outside the speech room? When your teacher says X, Y and Z, what are you going to do? What's our strategy? Say it back to me. Taking the time to remind them that now they've got this and look what you learned. Again, we'll show them how to carry it over. And show them also how it's relevant of what you did in the speech room. For all your students like, why am I working on this? Why am I here? That will show them like, this is why you're here. Because this was tough for you in the beginning. But now you got this. And now you can do this in the classroom. Okay. And in the beginning, it might take a bit to think about all these things. But over the time, it should just take minutes. My lesson plan book just has jotted down now the activity and objective being addressed and maybe some materials I need to pull out, okay? That just triggers my memory for the game plan of the day. I just know, okay, I wrote down this. Okay, I'm going to grab those things. And I now know, okay, if I'm working on me an idea, that's what's my strategy and how am I introducing it? I don't necessarily need to think that hard because I have a bunch of things in my toolbox. But in the beginning, when I wasn't sure, if I do have also a new goal that I've never worked on or I'm not as working on it as frequently, I might need to jot down a few more like notes to myself if I want to try out a new strategy because the ones I was doing wasn't working. I might jot that down for myself. I might pull out the various visuals or graphic organizers that I might need for the week and boom, done. Again, I'm not I'm type, not type A, piles and piles on my desk. But it's a matter of, I like to call it organized chaos because I know exactly what I need and where it is. <laughs> but if this is something new, if you're a new SLP, if you are a CF, if you're new to the schools or needing to try something new because what you were doing was just not working or you're not thrilled with it, if you're trying to change your ways because you realize that planning for each session is just taking way too much time or mixed groups are really a challenge for you, try this method out by jotting down those five things. What's your goal? What's your theme up for the entire group? What are the different goals of the group that you might need? What's that specific objective of those students or the group that you're working on? How are you introducing it? Okay, you might have to introduce it to each student a little differently, and that's okay. And then how are you teaching it to them? And then obviously how you're practicing, giving them that opportunity to practice. I didn't mention that, but of course, how are you giving them that opportunity to practice, whether it's, you know, reading that book answering questions throughout the, using like Edpuzzle to answer questions throughout a Pixar short, whether using task cards, I'm all about task cards to give tons of opportunities to practice, or like a bamboozle or a kahoot, something that gives opportunities to practice what you just taught them. And then again, taking that time to revisit what was the strategy? What did we work on? How are you going to use this in the classroom to show them the relevance? So did you know that I also have an entire freebie designed to help you plan quickly and easily for your older students. It gives you space to jot down exactly what we spoke about today, the goal and objective, how you will teach it, the materials you need, and how you will assess and track data. You can even just place the data like right there on the sheet. I even provided you with sample strategies, graphic organizers, sentence starters, and more. You don't want to miss this 
epic freebie that is brand new to Speech Time Fun. If you are looking to start the year off planning like a champ, or if you are listening to this later, it is still available. So not to worry, just go grab it. Okay, so go grab this freebie at speechtimefun.com slash planning freebie. And the link will be in the show notes. And not to worry, if you're driving, don't get into an accident. You don't have to memorize it when you get to work. Just head on over to the show notes or whatnot. And let any friends that you know that might be needing this, if you are a grad student, if you are taking grad students, this is something I recommend checking out and giving to them. It would be a great tool for them to teach them how to plan their lessons and how to think about strategies and teaching things differently to their students so they're not just showing up and practicing and wondering why students are getting frustrated. I know I've seen that oftentimes with my graduate students. And I know I'll be giving this freebie to my graduate student this semester as well. Okay, not only that, and I hope you found this episode helpful with my framework. And again, feel free to give this freebie to a graduate student and then have them listen to this episode. I think it'll really help them think about their thinking when they're planning their lessons. All right, guess what? I also have a webinar this week that is all about planning with ease and confidence for your older speech students. So I told you about my framework, but now what about keeping them engaged and motivated and all that fun stuff? Not only will you learn so many tips and tricks that will help you feel confident this school year, but you will also get a certificate of completion for showing up. We also have a pop-up Facebook group that's only available for this week that will give you bonus trainings and tons of giveaways. Plus, you'll get to learn all about my membership for resources for older speech students, SLP Elevate, and learn how you can get two bonus months of resources for free for signing up during our back to school special this week. It's going to be epic. Those that joined me last year said they love the ability to be surrounded by like-minded SLPs that are also working with older students and are having similar challenges. They love the free tips and tricks that I shared that gave them so many ideas for their toolbox that they felt walking into the school year less overwhelmed. See for yourself and join us by registering for the webinar at speechtimefun.com slash webinar 2022. Again, this will be in the show notes, so not to worry. Again, I hope you have been finding these back to school episodes this month so helpful. I'm again here to help you be the best SLP you can be so you can walk in every day feeling confident and remembering why did I be an SLP? Oh, because I love what I do. I love what I do each and every day. I love getting to make a difference and seeing my students feel confident. And I'm not so overwhelmed because I know I got this. I'm here for you. All right. I always like to end my episodes with a joke. Why did the teacher jump into the pool? He wanted to test the water. <laughs> I love sharing these jokes because one, I like to use them in my speech room as a way to build rapport. So you can hang these up in your room for the week if you're listening to this on your way to work on a Monday. And it's a way to just give you something to do and talk about while you're waiting for all the students to enter the room. And there's so much language involved in jokes and jokes are fun. And if you have students like working on R sound or anything like that, like test the water, teacher, there's so many things embedded. So there's so many things you can work on. Jokes are Amazing. Anyway, that's it for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. See you next week, SLPs. You are awesome. Stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. 
Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.